so hi everyone here we are with the design again podcast and this is dedicated to end of year and to 2014 and we want to present uh, a few games that we liked and that we met in 2014 and i'm here with we are muesli hello Hello. so hi guys and uh, so i'll start asking them what are (laughs) the games that you loved uh some of the games maybe that you loved uh this year yep we we would probably have uh, uh, i mean uh, we we love too many games to list probably but just to start with one uh, i mean i would start with uh, two simple words and these words are desert golfing mm. because <laughs> it's really uh, a game that I loved uh, and it, I was totally engaged with uh, throughout uh, this entire year. Actually, I found out just recently that it's uh, it's from the, the very same guy who made uh, uh, EnviroBear a few years ago and also um, a game that I played uh, quite a lot with uh, on, uh, on on our Ouya, which is No Breaks Valet. And, uh, I mean, Desert Golfing, it's, I mean, it's simplicity at its best, really. It, it, it is, uh, it probably goes against uh, uh, so many uh, supposed principles of what, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what what uh, a game should be like a game or a casual game and uh, also a casual game i mean because it's always uh, it's all about like uh, uh, rewarding the player and giving feedback to the player and when you play casual games you usually have uh, all sorts of things popping up on the screen to keep your attention uh, high and mm-hmm. uh, while in desert golfing there is uh, really there is there is nothing there is just you, the desert, a bowl and a hole forever, and that's that's really something. It it it, it is so it is so extreme. It is a game that uh, really uh, brings uh, uh, games at the extreme. I mean, it's uh, mm-hmm. the graphic is so uh, <laughs> simple and uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, yesterday I saw a few lists from indie gamers, designers and critics and it seems that, that Desert Golfing is really universally praised. Um, and it's totally deserved, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just, uh, it's, it's, it is probably because of its, uh, of its sim- simplicity, as I mm-hmm. said, uh, that it, it's gaining this almost universal recognition as a, as a, as a, as a beautiful game because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we are into like, uh, uh, more like into a narrative or artistic games or those mm-hmm. uh, kinds of, of of games with some uh, I don't know if it's about like cultural depth uh, or, or or anything but but there's a golfing really it is uh, it is just uh, pure uh, engagement and challenge and just trying to go on and on and on I find it really uh, I think that um, I don't play desert golfing, obviously, uh, but I think that um, what I, what impressed me about desert golfing is just like um, the fact that it's so uh, minimal and uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't really need to be more complex than what it is. Which it, it doesn't. It, this doesn't mean that it's not 
that it has been easy to do it, actually. I mm-hmm. guess that it's really difficult because of the physics that it's behind. But this is really, um, if someone would have asked me what is simplicity in games, I guess that desert golfing represents uh, simplicity, which means like a complex, very complex uh, architecture, because I guess that, again, the physics and everything behind it, it's really uh, impressive. But uh, in a way, with an output that it's so uh, simple, that makes mm-hmm. people go like, "Oh, it must be really easy to make video games." <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I guess that if if uh, uh, Werner Herzog, the, mm-hmm. the German mm-hmm. director, uh, w- would would have ever made a game, he would have made like a desert golf. I know I'm reading too much into it, but uh, no, 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 no. The point, the point that yeah, this was uh, was about to ask you both the. I feel that you are reading a lot into it. So, I mean, yeah, also, if you take, like, the first Angry Birds and its mechanics, it, that's very simple, too. But uh, yeah, it was yesterday when I was talking about it with Giardini. Giardini considers it the, 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 the highest example of a superficial game. But mm-hmm. instead, you're, the way you talk about desert golfing, it seems... That it's not just the mechanics; it, it leaves you some space for, for what? Yeah, um. for, for I mean, I mean the fact that I mean I I read uh, this sort of intention into it. Uh, uh, the fact that, for example, after like uh, I don't know, like two hundreds of uh, of of holes of levels, uh, you find your first. Uh, uh, yeah. rock, a rock, uh, on, on the, on the, mm. on the surface mm. of the desert and that's it. And then for, uh, <laughs> like, uh, other uh, hundreds of holes, you have uh, nothing else. And then suddenly a cloud uh, pops up uh, or a little pool of water or, mm. uh, mm-hmm. and these little touches. I mean, I, I know I'm reading again too much into it, but, but I feel like there is this, uh, this sort of, uh, um, I think there is a, a, a teasing way of, uh, by the author, by the, the, the game designer, of, of talking to its uh, users. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's teasing you because normally mm-hmm. you would have think of a game with, uh, with a lot of, um, elements and assets and, and instead it, it literally removes anything. You, you just have a line that, that divides the sky from the ground mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's a lot, uh, you know, games in general in terms of design, which is a, a, a key word that uh, I'm really keen of. Uh, in general, they put too much. Mm-hmm. They don't follow the trend less is more or they don't follow the... Um, they don't follow the rules of design in, mm. for some reason. When I talk about design, I'm talking about styles and talk about things like this. And this game, uh, it's actually teasing all this, uh, this world of, uh, games that are a little bit overstructured, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of visual elements. There are not visual elements uh, aside of the balls and the holes and a line that divides the ground from the from from the the sky, which is clever some, somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. That's that's was was one game actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my opinion, um, I've been quite uh, 
impressed by the um, universe of different indie games with different styles, talking about style. Mm -hmm. And uh, and in fact, um, you um, normally in uh, in in design. When there is like a style trend or a graphic trends, like let's say, oh, this year is polka dots. Everybody <laughs> goes for polka dots and, uh, but this doesn't really work with game design, with, mm. with game development. Everybody makes what, what they, uh, want to and how they want to. So this year I've been really quite, uh, impressed by the different, uh, um, style and graphic style and story style used by by so many different titles, like for example, I don't know, Theo, help me out. <laughs> close With, your, yeah, uh, like um, close your by. That's definitely another uh, easy choice for us uh, to mention uh, a game that we 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 loved and we were lucky enough to meet the guys who 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 made it. The very the super young and super talented uh, guys who made it. Uh, goodbye World uh, Games. And, uh, such a short uh, experience, uh, but such a, such a touching and moving experience too. Actually, Claudia is uh, also featured in a, <laughs> in a, in a reaction video they posted on their YouTube. Uh, it's a sort of trailer for the game because uh, it's a pretty, um, every trailer could be a bit uh, spoilerish, let's say, because uh, you have to, uh, you have to play it. Uh, and you have to experience it by 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 yourself. But in this uh, in this uh, reaction video, they filmed uh, uh, the faces and the reactions of the people while playing Close uh, mm. uh, Your. And uh, actually, Claudia is featured at the very last of the video with <laughs> almost tears in her in her eyes uh, uh, after after going through this. Uh, like uh, I don't know how 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 long experience. does it last? Like five minutes. It's experience a five minutes experience like that. that takes you. To mm -hmm. it's uh, you have a Kinect, Kinect, Kinect. I guess I don't know. It's a uh, uh, Kinect. Uh, sure, it's Kinect. A Kinect. I guess it's a, just a webcam because it it just tracks the movement of your eyes, so there is no mm. tracking of, mm. of the movement of your body or whatever of your or your hands. Well, the or, scenes changes according to the blink of your eyes, mm. and you cannot really control it. And it's a and it's a story game. It's a narrative game, so you are really but naturally you have the the feeling to blink your eyes and when you blink it the scene changes mm. and uh, this is um, the game was uh, was created in this way because they wanted to make you feel uh, in the in the shoes of a person suffering of brain damage was it brain damage I can't remember if it was specifically uh, this disease or something sort like of, but sort of brain don't uh, go too much into spoilers oh that's Oh well. No, 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 but that's, that's okay. Ah, Claudia, you're on their homepage crying. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a very beautiful experience, and um, and again, talking about uh, style and uh, uh, not in terms of visual style, but in terms of theme style. What kind of theme should my game? Uh, talk about. I think it, it is one of the first clever ideas I saw through 
the whole 2014. Mm-hmm. Because um, most of the people, every time they want to, to talk about um, important issues like uh, medical issues mm-hmm. or like, um, I don't know, uh, illness or diseases, mm-hmm. uh, they always portray this kind of um, um, madhouse or hospital with those people sick inside it and hyper-realistic graphic and uh, and instead this game was so simple mm. but so powerful that um, really really impressed me. It's not related with, with Close Your but I guess there has been like this year a uh, game jam actually about uh, making, uh, I don't know if you heard about it uh, Pietro, a game jam about making a uh, horror game uh, without uh, going into the usual tropes or stereotypes of like mental illness uh, and mm. asylums uh, and stuff like that. I guess it was a really uh, positive way to approach. Yeah. Uh, it is not related with Close Yard because it has nothing yeah, but, to do with uh, you... horror themes. It's just really, it's just uh, like a, 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 a narrative uh, emotional experience. Yeah, but and you are absolutely it. right. Um, most of the time people at Game Jams Above all, young people that want to undertake a career in game design, the first thing they want to do is uh, it's a game uh, uh, set in, inside a, a mental house. And uh, and this game, which was one of the first games done by by the students, it's uh, it talks about mental illness. But it, it does it in a very oh. clever in a very clever way. So mm-hmm. really, it's, a, it's it. a great it's a great uh, metaphor, I guess, for uh, mm-hmm. for control, also for control in games as in in general. As Claudia said, uh, while you're playing this game, you're constantly switching between the fact that you want to see more and you want to keep. Uh, your eyes wide open uh, without blinking, otherwise the scene that you're watching uh, uh, changes, uh, mm. but you're physically limited because you cannot uh, uh, keep your, eyes, keep open. your eyes open forever. And so sometimes the, the more you try to keep your eyes open, sometimes then you go like uh, blinking your eyes like uh, two or three times in a row. And then uh, so you miss uh, two or three scenes in a row. So that's mm. a great metaphor mm-hmm. about control and the fact that us as human and as players, too, we're always trying to control things uh, uh, as much as possible. But sometimes that's not uh, uh, the right way to approach things. And you just... Mm. Uh, like to let it go, let's say. So, so really a great, uh, uh, a really great and brilliant experiment. Another mm. interesting thing about um, those past games, those past, sorry, these past years mm-hmm. with a year with the past games, mm-hmm. I uh, I'm impressed to see that there is this coming theme about the sea. Oh yeah, uh, sure. So. Uh, there are a few games. One is, has been released, but uh, the other one will be released, I guess, next year. It's uh, one is um, Sailor's Dreams. Sail- yeah, Sailor's Dreams by Simogo. I don't know if you saw it. Pedro. No, no, no. Uh, that's um, that's a very interesting game. And the other one it's uh, um, Obradin by mm-hmm. Spope. Yeah, yeah. And well, there are yes. other games. Now I can't remember, but even Federico Fasci from Urustar made a yeah, game. Uh, made a game again where the, the 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 main theme is uh, 
is the sea and it's the the the, the, the life uh, in the sea, which which doesn't really mean uh, the life of fish or mm-hmm. uh, people that live the sea, but the the life. Uh, uh, people experience while traveling through the sea. And mm. uh, yeah, there's one more one more sea-related game that's coming in 2015. It's uh, it's Burly Man at Sea by our friends uh, and husband and wife team, uh, Brain and Brain, uh, uh, David and Brooke on Dolora. They made this uh, this game uh, uh, called the Doggins this year. Super flat, uh, super cute uh, mm. graphics, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, right now they're working uh, on a on a on a on a game about uh, burly men at sea, as the title says. Mm-hmm. And again, we're really curious about uh, uh, wh- where are they going because we love their their graphic style because mm-hmm. it's super uh, flat uh, and I mean really, uh, let's say graphic design like. Mm. Uh, coming, it's coming in 2015. I see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But uh, what I ra- what I like about games in general, it's uh, it's trying to to understand, to draw a map, uh, to 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 draw links between different games, and this aspect that uh, the past like few months, four games have announced uh, that their game is about the life in the sea really, really struck me. Mm, uh, mm. Because also there are games that are coming from so many di- different places yeah. in the world, <laughs> like, uh, Genoa Urstar yeah. and, uh, Simogo is it in Swedish? Swedish, I was saying Norway, sorry, Simogo. Mm-hmm. And, um, and two from America. Oh, Lucas Pope is from. We never know where. <laughs> we don't know where Lucas Pope, who is the guy from Paper Please, uh, yeah. is from. Yeah. It's from the world. <laughs> Maybe we should make a sea-related game too, if it's a trend. Uh, well, but you see, it's uh, jump on the on the on the sea trend. But uh, it's funny because games normally they don't follow trends. And uh, we, this is my experience with games. Like they don't have like a trend in style. They don't have like a a, a trend in theme. Uh, everybody makes what whatever they want. I found this this aspect really pure about video games. That you make a video game just because when you want to talk about it about something. You don't make a video game because you because society tells you to. To do it, unless you're making a casual game in that, in that. <laughs> <laughs> or an applied game, or an applied game, right? yeah. But like I'm talking about spontaneous mm-hmm. games, they yeah. they they just born without any any uh, logic, uh, applied logic from styles and guidelines, and so this is yeah. my opinion. By yeah. the way. And coming back to to the um, to the indicate booth uh, we we shared with uh, with the close your uh, guys, uh, there was also another great uh, uh, experimental game, let's say, which was uh, Sander uh, by a team of students from uh, DigiPen Institute of Technology, uh, which was a really again another really uh, brilliant concept uh, of having. Uh, uh, it's a cooperative uh, uh, two-player game uh, where you play as uh, one player is you play with these two characters uh, which are brother and sister and uh, the game is supposed to be played wearing uh, uh, those uh, 
old school, uh, old fashioned uh, uh, 3D glasses, uh, the ones with uh, red and blue uh, lenses. And the one player is wearing uh, um, uh, red only gla- glasses while mm-hmm. he's playing with only blue glasses. And the graphics of the game is, uh, is, is like made of uh, layers. layers. Mm-hmm. One is red and one is blue. So basically one player sees the world from his red perspective and the other one sees the world uh, through uh, the the blue perspective, mm-hmm. and the two players have to communicate verbally with each other <laughs> in order to uh, solve the, pu- the puzzles and progress through 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 the levels. Mm-hmm. This 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 little uh, tr- I, I loved this uh, this, uh, this this idea of mm-hmm. having uh, uh, the game uh, uh, almost going out of the game itself uh, mm-hmm. and uh, getting into the real world and getting into the uh, the physical and verbal <coughs> interaction between uh, between the two between the two players mm-hmm. it was like last year there was this this game that uh, we we loved. Pretty much, which was space team, mm-hmm, yeah. where people, right. had to, yeah, where people, had, it was super fun and hectic uh, the way that you were interacting, interacting verbally with the other players. So it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, he had also this uh, this uh, uh, verbal side of the game. And in Sander, it's applied uh, in a in a really, uh, let's say, uh, sensitive way because mm-hmm. uh, because. Uh, and again, it's a, such a simple idea that, you know, it's one of those games that when you see it, you wish you did it. Mm-hmm. You, you wish it was you, the person that made it. <laughs> and uh, and then you, you, you play at Sunday, and then you said, oh, but it's so simple, why haven't I thought about it? <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's the, the, the thing that that it's impressive about this game. And again, I, it has such a mature style as well in terms of, uh, in terms of visual. It's really mature and, uh, and probably now people know me a little bit more, but I, I do judge things because of the cover. So, <laughs> and their packaging, it's super stylish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I see it, it I see it. Even though they are mature, sorry, even though they are students, they, mm-hmm. they have a very mature way of doing things. Really liked it. Okay. How uh, about you, Pietro? So your, your list is, is over. Well, this was an amazing list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so such interesting, experimental. I also see that, I mean, indie games are still, some part of it is still in a, Sort of reaction. Uh, it's, uh, it's, there's also this component of reaction to triple A games. Mm-hmm. So being different. So, which uh, is a wave that is still not over. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, see something yeah. different was the hashtag of indicated this year, mm-hmm. which is, uh, which is a good way to, to push people to look outside of the box. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can, again, now it's almost three years that I'm following the indie scene. And uh, it's, uh, it's really it's, uh, the, the intention of distinguish yourself from the mainstream is so powerful, not only because of the theme and the visual style, but also like now I'm, I'm really curious about also the typography that 
game designers are using to mm-hmm. to make themselves so distant from from the mainstream and this is another topic that I'm I'm looking into into video games. Yeah, we we will probably have uh, more games to talk about, but I'm too curious to know about Pietro's list. But right you now. have threes. Uh, you're obsessed about threes now. Yeah, but it's a We're pretty common games. choice. Maybe it's on Pietro's list too, or maybe it's not from 2014. It's it's it's, it's, it's released in 2013. No, it maybe it was late 2013. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway. Okay, so well, uh, no, actually, threes is not in my in my list. It's um, it's a game of which I admire the mechanics, but it's not the kind of game I I fall in love with. Um, well, of course, I mean, I'm, I I have I I haven't been around uh, the indie and art world so much as you. So my my is very more guided by what's visible, which is also Influenced by commercial success. Sure. So, well, of course, there's Monument Valley. Which, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's like the bear. <laughs> I mean, the elephants are in the room, but, <laughs> uh, but, but we won't talk about that. I mean, that's, that's just so brilliant, but everybody has played it more or less. So I'll start my list with, with, uh, 80 days because oh, yeah. it's, um, because they, because uh, two things, they found a way to somehow innovate, show how, how it's possible to innovate using extremely limited and classical means. This yeah. is a sort of choose-your-own-adventure-plus state. This is one thing. But the other thing, which I think is it's very impressive and important, and so often not enough um, focused on when developing indie games is their approach to UI. That is, it is a game that is comfortably playing with an iPhone and with the kind of use, with the with the sparse and brief interval uh, attention spans that you have in your relationship with your iPhone. And this game is perfectly compatible with that. And that is, I think, very hard. And they they shown, I think they shown a, a different way to approach the problem. So I I put them as my my first choice. Of course, I also like the narrative, which is so well written. Yeah, you you definitely hit a point uh, mm-hmm. when talking about like a narrative approach with uh, like uh, phone and tablets, uh, and the 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 short uh, probably the short. Uh, um, span of time in terms of attention mm. that you can uh, that you can uh, that you can have while playing such a game and finding uh, ways as uh, as eighty days uh, does uh, to to leverage this this aspect of, uh, of 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 playing games on phones and tablets it's it's really something that uh, as you said should be like a Explored more and more. There's a lot of potential, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think they sh- it's an example that shows the potential, yeah. which is, has not been uh, completely uh, developed up to now. Yeah, sure. It it, it reminds me. It, it reminds me also of another uh, game which is trying to experiment with with, with this very same topic, which is uh, uh, which is uh, the Outcast uh, by Simple Machine. It's a really small uh, uh, narrative game. Uh, 
where um, mm. which uh, basically works uh, on with the notifications that are pushed mm. on your uh, on your on your iPhone, uh, and uh, you 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 receive this notification. It's uh, it's set in a sort of uh, post-apocalyptic world, uh, mm. almost like a survival narrative game where you're like uh, uh, scratching for food, uh, looking for water. And try not to lose your health by being attacked by thieves or whatever, and uh, and you receive these uh, little uh, notifications on on your iPhone uh, sometimes where you where you have to open the game, make a little uh, read this little chunk of of the story, make a few choices, and then you have to close the app and wait for like a few minutes or sometimes <laughs> hours. Waiting to receive another notification, so it's a really it's it's completely different from the approach of mm-hmm. uh, of eighty days, but nevertheless it tries to uh, works uh, on on this on this peculiar aspect of playing this kind of games on this kind of devices. So I, I would recommend to uh, mm-hmm. the main difference between the Outcast and uh, eighty days is that the Outcast. Um, somehow t- uh, tries to interact with your daily life, whereas mm. 80 Days plays itself. Yeah, it has so, its own story, yes. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the main difference. But still, there is uh, such an interest of trying to put games inside your daily um your mm-hmm. daily experience, your domestic experience. This is a very interesting... Uh, way of uh, of like uh, um, interacting with video games. Yep. So eighty uh, days. Yeah, that is one of my first. My second one is a very easy one too. I mean, it it came out uh, depending on which platform between two thousand thirteen and two thousand fourteen, which and it's paper, please. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, because when we when people do the this is actually something has been studied. The games that came out, when people do best of the year, they, they practically consider only the last quarter. And this is, uh, this is, in, so it's if, really if you sweet. want to end up in the best of the year, you better release <laughs> your game between September and December. You get, a, and if you release it at the beginning of the year, you, you will, you will hardly ever get, because we all forget <laughs> them already. But actually, <laughs> so, so, anyway, so, well, that's a game. What can, what can one say more about Paper Please? The design, the rhythm, the theme. The, 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 the place that it puts you into, the, the experience, what it makes you think about. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the relationship between an oppressive, uh, society, uh, which is, which is, it's not just the DDR, the former DDR, but it's actually our society. Uh, and, and, and daily life. It's, it's all also well played. And in such a, and by using very, very simple mechanics. And, uh, so, so I think that that should go on my list. Agree 100% with you, Me I too. guess. I mean, that, that's also an example we are always bringing when talking about, uh, uh, indie games to people who are not into, into, into indie games at all, just to, uh, show how yeah. how different, as you said, both in uh, from an aesthetic standpoint, from a thematic standpoint, uh, uh, a game a game can be. And uh, probably, if you just uh, uh, 
talk about it and say that uh, oh it's a simulator of like uh, <laughs> a bureaucracy simulator it, it would probably sound like the most boring game ever, ever. Yeah, yeah that's... while it's completely the, the opposite and so yeah. uh, the fact that Lucas Popo was able to to bring so much so much out of of of, of this concept uh, was is is really something highly yeah, appreciable Uh, Paper Please is one of uh, is one of the examples where the concept, the output is much stronger than the concept, because as Matteo was saying, uh, if you let's say we are a team of developers and uh, one of us comes out saying, oh, you know what, I'd like to make a game that talks about bureaucracy, <laughs> everybody would go like, uh, oh, well, that's stupid. Why should we do such a thing? Nobody will enjoy that. Nobody would enjoy that. Nobody would, would buy this game. And uh, instead, Lucas Pope proved that, proves us wrong. Like, mm. uh, uh, any idea can can um, can be used uh, if thought in a way that that uh, can engage the the player uh, in in the right way so i I guess that Lucas Pope made an outstanding game and uh, but his concept is not as strong as his output that's what I want to say there are games where the out the, the, the concept is much stronger than the out, than the output which is very bad when it happens because when you have a very cool concept but then the output is so bad then it's a, it's a it's a chance miss it's a missed chance sorry mm-hmm. so yeah totally agree with you pietro <laughs> And uh, okay, so well, these were the main, the main, main full games. Uh, uh, one, one that um, I also admire is just a Ludum Dare game, very simple game called uh, Orion. Extremely simple game, and uh, but um, it shows how how um, how by in a game where you have a single screen. One graphical image, and um, <laughs> and uh, sort of a mechanics which were so in the game you have to lead this uh, space. You're a sort of a space shuttle heading for Mars, and you have all this 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 large set of of instrumentation which you have to learn to use in the correct sequence in order to get get the shuttle to to fly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the game just gives this instruction which you have to quickly follow and correctly. Uh, and that's all. And that's all. If, if you fail just least just one of the instructions, the, the shot will, will explode. Hello, okay. everyone. Welcome to... Whoops, sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was looking for the trailer of Orion. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that shows how with one image and a, a very simple control, you, it's, in fact, if you see the comments on, on Lunum there, it's in a really an amazing resulting game. It's um, so that that uh, that I wanted to point out is an example of the most the simplest mechanics and graphics, but still, if it's a good idea, you you can make a, a brilliant game. Yeah, but uh, are are like the controls? Uh, uh, I mean, is there are there like instructions? Or yeah, yeah. The game like has the, the only thing that the game does is give you these instructions. 
Okay. So they say, okay, so turn off this and prepare throttle for launch. Uh, yeah. Then you have to find where the throttle is. It's like a point and click, but it has a rhythm and has a permadeath. So it has lots of features of a, of a cool indie game, but with yeah. a really minimal effort. It has replayability and so on. Definitely going to try this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a free game. You can just play it online. Yep. Uh, then, then moving, so I'm moving really from, from one thing to really wildly, a wildly different one. And I want to quote, I mean, I'm in love with, with strategy and big strategy games too. So there too, I want to quote, uh, one which is Commander, the Great War. Yep. B- again, because of the relationship between the simplicity of the UI. In fact, it's a game where you can do very little. <laughs> because it's set in the First World War, and so it was, you know, a, a war where there wasn't much dynamic. There was a lot of killing, but most of the armies were standing. But so, so the game is is very static. But it's by working on on subtle things. This is a bit like Paper Please. So the theme can be as depicted if I if I just tell you the pitch. The pitch is not very fascinating, yeah. but the way the the concept is implemented in the game through details, it's in the details that that uh, the the greatness of the this game design comes out. Because in this case, you have resources are so scarce, and the need of fighting is so high that you have to really really play on small details to make the, the whole thing the thing work. So again. Again, simplicity of mechanics, but resulting of resulting complexity and interesting and depth of of gameplay. Yeah, sure. Also, also the fact of choosing a a, a theme like uh, like uh, like the Great War, like the First mm-hmm. World War, was. Um, um, yeah. I mean, it was not uh, the usual war. Let's say yeah. it was a really peculiar setting uh, and. Uh, no, it's not Stalingrad. <laughs> yeah, so, not Stalingrad again. <laughs> so so I, I I I know what you mean when you're saying that it's all about the the, the details and uh, and and yeah the fact that to to convey uh, such a theme you have to to pay uh, to pay a great attention to 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 little details uh, uh, because uh, talking about. Uh, a war like the First World War has to must be completely different than dealing with uh, I don't know the Second World War or the Gulf War or whatever. Mm-hmm. So so you have you have to pay a lot of attention. So that's definitely uh, a reason to agree with you while choosing a game like Commander Great War. So and then uh, well my my list uh, ends here. Just I just. I don't have. I wanted to 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 quote some really great applied game, but I haven't found anyone uh, <laughs> this year. So, but there's we one horrible. <laughs> well, there's one horrible mention is is Calculords because I I did a lot of research about the yeah. uh, mathematics and educational games. Uh, but Calculors at least at least is fun. It doesn't innovate in uh, the way it, it it teaches you to do calculations. But the game is really well designed. You know uh, what? I played yeah. this game with uh, with a couple of kids. Uh, Calculors? Uh, yep. Yeah. 
and uh, and it was uh, it was uh, it was really it was really fun to mm-hmm. to be uh, taught uh, actually the rules of this game <laughs> by by a kid. <laughs> And so it was. Uh, it was really. It was really fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great that you, you tried it too. Then there are some honorable mentions uh, like also Black Bar or Device Six. Uh, these are also quite good games that that came out. Oh well, yeah, sure. Device Six. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely one of those typography games that mm-hmm. really that really got my attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the rhythm that Simogo is keeping the pace uh, that, that mm-hmm. they are keeping at releasing uh, uh, super cool games mm-hmm. uh, because uh, it, because it's been like uh, three uh, outstanding games the first year work uh, then the Vice 6 as you mm-hmm. said and then uh, uh, the Sailor's Dream as we said before mm-hmm. uh, I guess uh, the, the, these three games of them have been released in like uh, I don't know maybe two a years. year and a half a maybe yeah half. that's, that's incredible years. incredible Those, these three they look like games they, they require years to, to think and, and develop yeah. yeah yeah and on top of that it's uh, what I really like about Simogo it's the difference in style that they yeah also because you know sometimes it's uh, it's easy to keep pursuing for the same kind of style you accustom you master one one technique uh, both in terms of visual or in terms of coding or and and then it's easier to to keep going uh, oh, it, following yeah. that path. Claudia, if you were familiar with uh, like war or strategy games, it's a complete disaster. They they can <laughs> <laughs> in this sense they can go with the same style for like fifteen years and nobody worries actually. Yeah, but they they jump from one style yeah. to the other, and the only theme that they have in common, all, all the, these games, uh, that the, the, let's say that the keyword that can combine them in, into a bundle is uh, surrealism, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, device 6 is such a... Or maybe nostalgia as well. Like, uh, Device 6 gives you... A yeah, melancholy of, or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. So also style i mean because yeah, no, no. Uh, well of course you style. can you can feel somehow that that that, that these three games uh, are by the very same developers yeah, but on the other side as you said they they they, they give you uh, completely different uh, experiences uh, in terms of how 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 do, how do you, you relate totally, and how you every how you time do you play a simogo game you totally abandon yourself in the game Mm-mm. You you just like for whatever it takes. You are just inside their games, and uh, this is uh, a beautiful things that they are doing. <coughs> and yeah, I think that my five star would go for Simogo this year. Like they are they are the best for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So. I think we, we, we gave some material to whoever, if ever, anyone is, is uh, listening. And um, so, guys, I think it was a great year for games. And, uh, well, let's hope 2015 will be one too. And maybe more games coming out also from, from ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're waiting for our green light, so <laughs> we are moving on. So yeah, that, that's yeah. a positive thing. Yeah, we all are. Great, great to hear you again, then, guys. 
Thank you Thank very you, much Pietro. for having Thank us. Thank you, everyone, Thank for you. listening. See you soon.